0: Perspective. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Paris Perspective with me, David Coffey. Last week, midterm elections were held across the United States, with observers speculating that the Biden administration would be punished by the American electorate in anticipation of a Republican surge in Congress. Well, the so-called red wave failed to crash on the White House floor. But what exactly does the result mean for U.S. politics ahead of presidential elections in 2024? To unpack what the final tallies actually mean, I'm joined in studio today by Max Dunitz, an activist with France for Bernie, and former left-wing presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, Our Revolution Movement. Max, you're very welcome to Paris Perspective today. Thanks for having me. Now, let's just start with the figures. Um, We look at the Senate. We've got 48 uh, seats to the Democrats, 49 seats to the Republican Party. However, 51 seats are needed to have an overall majority. In the House of Representatives, the lower house, we've got 205 sitting with the Democrats, and we've got 217 standing with the grand old party, the Republicans, but you need 218 for a majority. So how will this breakdown affect the Biden administration over the next two years?
1: Well, if Republicans control the House of Representatives, uh, which is not 100% guaranteed because not all the votes have been counted, and because there will be uh, Turnover when people, for instance, get better jobs in the private sector or die that we had five deaths in the last uh, Congress. So uh, there could be uh, plenty of turnover there. And there could be a bit of chaos in terms of deciding who will be speaker and so forth. On the, but if Republicans control the House of Representatives, we can expect very little legislative uh, victories in the House of Representatives, and we could expect plenty of investigations into uh, the Biden administration, and we will all see uh, pictures of Hunter Biden, unfortunately, that uh, we, we don't particularly want to see. Then on, in the Senate, the US media has projected 50 seats for the Democrats. And uh, so far, and there's a runoff election in Georgia. If the Democrats do indeed hold all these 50 seats when uh, all votes are counted, then it seems that there will at very least be a power sharing agreement under which Democrats will nominally control the chamber and uh, won't have to all be present every single day. But there will be a lot of uh, deadlock, for instance, when the Judiciary Committee will, will be split evenly between the two parties, which would really slow down the, the process for Biden c- confirming judges, also the, the process for con- confirming his appointees. So if the Democrats win this runoff election in Georgia on December 6th, then they would have uh, full control of of the other chamber, uh, which would at the very least help with the administration making appointments.
0: And it wouldn't be a lame duck administration for the last uh, 24 months. Uh, Now, former President Donald Trump has been blamed for um, Republican losses, uh, after key candidates that he endorsed in these midterms, well, they lost, um, he has been uh, described by psychologists as suffering from a narcissistic injury,, uh, which uh, is something that uh, apparently uh, people with uh, with great media profiles uh, suffer from, uh, but this has i think one could say fairly enough been a blow to former President Trump's uh, re-election aspirations. However, the Florida governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, had a resounding re-election, uh, uh, and that was one of the few bright spots, one could say, was for the Republicans. Can we now expect a larger, more boisterous primary field competing against Trump in 24?
1: I can imagine that there will be a, a large, uh, boisterous field. There will be a, a tough fight for the nomination, Uh, To me, it does seem like Ron DeSantis intends to uh, win or sorry, intend to run. Mm -hmm. I would not say that that there is a big distinction between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump in terms of policy. Uh, Ron DeSantis has governed very hard on the cultural issues. Uh, So, for instance, he has uh, convened uh, so-called experts To determine healthcare for trans people, Mm. and uh, these experts included someone described by the, uh, who's affiliated with a group described as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Foundation. Mm. So uh, he has used this to deny trans care for all kids and gender affirming care for adults on Medicaid. So these are uh, extreme positions that. So, I mean, for for
0: you and for your, um, let's say, for the France for Bernie, do you think that DeSantis is potentially more dangerous than Trump's return to the political field? Now, he did get a twenty point victory in Florida. Is he more dangerous? Do you feel? Do is he more intelligent, less reliant on political rhetoric and rabble rousing and victimless? Uh He he does
1: uh, he 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 does very much. Uh, pick fights, but mm. he tends to do it more with the Democrats. For instance, he fired a uh, a prosecutor in the Tampa Bay area uh, who said that he would not prosecute abortion, uh, uh, doctors who provide abortion care. Mm. Uh, th- this is the sort of thing that uh, uh, would suggest that he'd be very focused on uh, using his power to uh, dismantle a-, a lot of the the sort of uh, competent administrative state and use it for partisan aims.
0: Now, looking at the results from last week's midterms, we can't really call uh, call the results endor- you know, a resounding endorsement of Biden's tenure in the White House. How do you as an activist for Bernie Sanders view Biden's track record to date?
1: Well, I, can, I, I would say that this is a, a big win for the policy of full employment. Mm. Um, people have been very sour about the economy in the news media. But when you actually look at the polls, a lot of people are pretty optimistic about their own personal financial situation. Mm. They see the high prices as affecting everyone and they say, OK, the economy's bad. But, hey, I was part of the great resignation. I got a better job. I was able to find a job that better suited my skills. I was a web developer. Now I'm building uh, electric, uh, power transmission lines for mm-hmm. green energy or what have you. Uh, so people are, are pretty optimistic about their own situation. They're able to get better jobs. They have more power uh, to bargain with employers. Um, but we don't have this concentrated misery that we had after the last recession where there was 10% unemployment in the midterm and people who were out of the workforce for care duties, uh, who got laid off near retirement, who are disabled, who are are black, these people were facing discrimination and having trouble getting back into the job market and Mm -hmm. had very sour uh, prospects. So I think this this really did help uh, Democrats win uh, a lot of key races
0: now it would appear i mean referring back to trump's endorsement of uh, failed candidates in the midterms it would appear some pundits have been saying that the u.s electorate is tiring of trumpian rhetoric now what opportunities does this tiring of the right wing populist rhetoric of donald trump open for left wing or the left wing in u.s politics such as uh, the bernie sanders uh, our revolution movement
1: well, I, th- I think people are are pretty tired of, of these sort of distracting cultural uh, moral panics. Mm. For instance, Senator uh, the, the nominee, Republican nominee for Senate in New Hampshire, Don Bolduc, he suggested that quote furries and fuzzies, kids identifying as furries and fuzzies, were asking to use the litter box at school instead of the bathroom. Uh, this is just the sort of things that are in the right wing fever swamps, mm. and they've been come out into the the mainstream. Uh, a lot. I mean, if you read Rick Perlstein's book, this has been happening for a long time, but uh, it's, it's very clear that, that these people are not focused on the cost of rent, the cost of uh, everyday uh, groceries and so forth. And they, they don't have serious plans to uh, help people. So I, I think voters are looking for someone who offers clear plans about what they're going to do.
0: And uh, on the subject of those plans, what plans for Sanders, the Sanders camp in the run up for 2024? Is he going to stand again? I have no idea. <laughs> really, I mean, he is getting on. He's he's not as old as President Biden, who is going to turn 80 this weekend. But um, but the actual movement, though, it is still a political platform that will be going forward into the uh, electoral race in 2024.
1: Yes, uh, a lot of the people that, that Bernie Sanders endorsed, uh, including uh, Becca Balint for his own former House seat, mm. uh, as well as Maxwell Frost. Uh, Greg Kassar, Summer Lee, etc. These people are going to be in Congress and uh, some of them will be caucusing informally with the so-called squad who will put form, uh, put forward a lot of uh, bold policy platforms for a Green New Deal for, for public housing, Green New Deal for public schools, uh, Green New Deal um, for energy transition and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but they will also be able to uh, have a, a block of votes they can decide whether or not an me- amendment gets passed. So, okay, so I mean, it
0: will, it, there is a, there is a, there is a serious structure there in the in the offering in the run up to twenty twenty four. Now you alluded to it there. Uh, you know, um, am I correct in saying that one of the main issues that does need to be addressed is the return to bipartisan cooperation across the floor? I mean, is that going to be a key aspect to? let's just say, the the various trains that will be leaving the station in the run-up to the elections uh, in two years' time?
1: Well, yeah, it will certainly affect the... Um, elections in in the sense that people have trouble leaving their seats to uh, uh, go campaign. If that could flip control of a chamber, sure. uh, so if if we have uh, depends on what the power sharing agreements are, and it depends on on how how much uh, if Republicans can have a solid enough majority to hold the the House of Representatives, um, it, they will certainly be. If if that happens, they will be using their their time to. Investigate Biden, and I don't expect a lot of bipartisan uh, cooperation. I think that the, for that to happen, you need Democratic control of, of both chambers. Okay,
0: yeah, that makes that indeed makes sense. Now, looking um, for you know, looking towards here, we are in France, here in Paris, and this is indeed Paris perspective. Um, with France for Bernie, who you are an activist with uh, here in the French capital, um, who does. The Bernie Sanders are, you know, who in French politics does the Bernie Sanders movement most identify with in French politics? Uh, would it be the more mainstream Parti Socialiste? Uh, would it be the far left France Insoumise uh, of Jean Luc Mélenchon? Or would it even be someone like uh, Fabien Roussel of the Communist Party? Uh, who in French politics? Uh, does the movement identify with most?
1: It's actually interesting because if you flip that around and and see who is claiming affiliation with Bernie, it's actually quite the whole spectrum of the left uh you had uh ian Brossat used a a a poster that was very similar to alexandria ocasio cortez's Mm -hmm. uh campaign poster in 2019 for the europeans and he said uh i believe quote bernie sanders uh, samiva when when uh when challenged by a a socialist saying oh you're a socialist now so it it seems very clear that the that the broad french left does like Bernie Sanders and, and sort of wants to identify with him. Uh, but uh, on the flip side, it's, it's, uh it's, it's harder to, uh, uh, pick, to pick pick aside. Apart, yeah. uh, there are, there are definitely a lot of disagreements among the, the activists here in France. Um, the, there was some help with the, the new pests uh, because yes. yeah, yeah, the, it, it was, it was easy for, um, our, our affiliated sister organization, uh, uh, DSA in France to endorse, uh, new pests, mm-hmm. but, uh, Broadly speaking, there's, there's a lot of disagreement about, about who to support.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you, you, you have put a good context on it there that you can say that um, the, 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 main, the main left-wing bloc within the NUPES um, coalition are looking more to the Sanders campaign rather than the other way around. And that is very interesting. Um, now, this year was an election year here in France. Uh, and, you know, it went down to the wire. We had Mélenchon, uh, who kind of, let's say, he came in third place. And there was talk of him maybe getting the prime ministership. From how the campaigns were run here in France, um, what were there or or were there any takeaways from the presidential elections here in France for France for Bernie and the movement?
1: Well, I think the the main takeaway is that the the left does better when they're united, Mm -hmm. and uh, in in the U.S. we sort of have one party. That's before you know. In, in many countries, you make the coalitions after the election. Here in the U.S., we make it before the mm-hmm. election, and you can say that you know in the midterms in states where the, the the Democratic Party was was very united. For instance, in Michigan, where the number two person in the the state house will be a, a DSA uh, member mm. uh, with this new after this in this new session, uh, the, the the Democratic Party did very well. In New York, for instance, where the, the Democrats were fighting each other, in particular, the state party was going after uh, endorsed members, people who received the nomination, for instance, for, for mayor of Buffalo, uh, the the party did did very poorly. So I think the... Uh, one takeaway is that the, the left should should try to stay united.
0: Yeah, united we stand, divided we fall. Thank you very much, Max Dunitz, activist with France for Bernie and uh, former left-wing presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. Our revolution movement. Uh, thank you for being on Paris Perspective today. And thank you for joining us on today's edition of Paris Perspective. Uh, We should be back in about 10 days' time with our next edition. And remember, you can get all of our previous episodes of Paris Perspective on RFIenglish.com forward slash podcasts, and indeed, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you soon.